Coral reefs in the Southern Line Islands in Kiribati are bouncing back well after being decimated in an El Nino warming event between 2015 and 2016. National Geographic's Pristine Seas team visited the site, located just south of the equator, in 2021 and revisited last month on the first stop of a five-year Pacific expedition. Dr. Alan Friedlander, who was the chief scientist on board, speaks to Caleb Fotheringham about what he's seen. Firstly, is it okay if you just tell me what you observed in the Southern Line Islands, which is your first stop on the Pristine Seas expedition? Right. So we just started the first leg of our, our five-year expedition around the Pacific. So it was pretty exciting returning to the Southern Line Islands. It was one of our first expeditions 15 years ago um, in 2009. And we were fortunate enough to go back two years ago after the massive bleaching event in 2015, 2016, where half all the corals died. And we saw amazing recovery two years ago, and we came back now. And it's continuing to recover, but nature's always surprising us because there's like, as opposed to a forest where you have like a climax community, the coral reefs, even though you think of corals as these stagnant things, they're constantly evolving and fighting for space. And so everything's always in flux. And so we came back two years later and things are slightly different than they were just two years ago. Carl had this amazing ability to recover. So, you know, um, although Carl's are doing very badly all around the world, this is a, you know, a really good hope spot. It's a sign of, of recovery that not all the Carl's are going to go away in, in the immediate future. Yeah, that's incredibly refreshing to hear a positive news story surrounding coral. Why do you think it's recovered so well? We know that local human impacts like overfishing, sedimentation, shoreline development, all those things um, provide these chronic stressors on coral reefs. Um, the overall arching you know, threats of climate change are things that we can't deal with immediately, but these other threats we can deal with immediately. The Southern Line Islands are remote, so there's no people there. So we don't have any local threats. So, the, you know, there's no overfishing, no land-based pollution, no sedimentation. These places have the ability to recover and be resilient on, on their own without um, direct human influence. So that's that's the take-home message for places where there are people is, um, you know, we can't do a lot about climate change in the short term. But we should worry about things we can control in the short term, like overfishing and pollution and sedimentation. And just to be clear, the Southern Line Islands, that's part of a marine protected area. Right. So they're part of the country of Kiribati. It was two days by boat from Papiete, Tahiti, so a really remote place. They are marine protected areas around the islands themselves, so there's supposed to be no fishing. Although we, we see a few signs of poaching for some of the sharks, but... Um, you know, the big groupers, the big parrotfish, the Napoleon rafts are all, all there in abundance. And the reefs, like I said, have recovered dramatically. It's, it was really stunning to see. We are obviously expecting more bleaching events like this one that happened in 2015-2016. Are marine protected areas the solution for coral to bounce back from these bleaching events? I mean, marine protected areas are not a, a panacea, right? They're not the silver bullet for everything. But, you know, they are incredibly helpful. But we, we can't just manage marine protected areas and forget about everything else outside. We have to manage fisheries. 
effectively. We have to control sedimentation and pollution, so we have to have better coastal zone management as well. So it's part of the solution, but it doesn't work in isolation from everything else. So it has to be a combination of wise fisheries management, um, better management of the coastal zone, and marine protected areas all in concert with one another will bring marine ecosystems back and provide us the services that we like, like food security and shoreline protection from storms and all the other things, cultural, um, you know, the cultural connection that all of us have to the ocean, particularly coastal communities. And this is a five-year expedition. Do you expect to find anything as positive as what you found in Kiribati? Yeah, we're pretty excited about this five-year expedition. We've been doing pristine seas. It's been in existence for 15 years. We've had 40 expeditions. I've been on nearly every one of them from pole to pole and every place in between. And every single time you're surprised by by places. So I don't think the Sutherland Islands of Kiribati is a one-off. I think there are a lot of other places out there like that. So we're doing a combination of looking at remote places where there are no people, but also managing places and trying to help support local community efforts, because this is where the people benefit the most from coral reefs and healthy marine ecosystems in general, right? The the food security, the cultural connectivity, the recreational um, opportunities, all, you know, all these things that we expect from healthy oceans need to be there. So it's a combination of yeah, we all love to go to places where there are no people and dive in places where no one's ever been before. It's a pretty exciting opportunity for us, um, and you know we'll continue to do that. But also engaging with local communities and supporting local efforts for better marine stewardship is really uh, the overarching goal of the of the five year expedition.